0: hi i'm the strategist cowboy today we're going to review one wheat beer and one strong lager beer they are in review order Franciscana Hefe Weissbier Premium Weissbier from the brewery Spartan Franciscano Brau in the city of Munich in Bavaria, Germany. You can also call the brewery Spartan Brauerei for short. And we are also going to review the Swedish Elk Brew from where else but Sweden? Our first contestant this week is the Franciscaner Hefe Weissbier Naturtrib Premium Weissbier. We have had beer assortments from the breweries Francis Franciscaner Brau on this show before. It was a lager that time. Hefe Weissbier means literally yeast wheat beer. Naturtrib means natural. You can fluently say, Francis Garner, Hefe Weiss beer, naturally cloudy premium wheat beer. Oh boy, I have all this time been calling cloudy feculent. The premium white beer assortment contains water, wheat malt, malted barley, hop extract and yeast. This beer assortment is top fermented and unfiltered. It is of course brewed according to the German Reinheitsgebot purity law. But they seem to have mixtured with the hop, since they state hop extract on the bottle and not just hop. This particular beer is good until and into November 2021, according to the best before date on the bottle. Damn it! I lag behind on my reviews. Why do I insist in having my cooler full of beers for future reviews? But the beer has been standing in my cooler for the whole duration since I purchased it. The Francis Garner Hefe Weissbeer Natural Premium beer assortment comes in a 50 centiliter or about 17 liquid ounces can. The labels are threefold and features a Franciscan monk holding and about to drink a mug of beer with his left hand and holding a cheese with his right hand and on the two front labels. The beer costs about 23 and a half Swedish kronor i.e. 2 US dollars and 55 cents. That is 60 cents per four ounces of beer, which is cheap. The preferred serving temperature is, according to Systembolaget, six to eight degrees Celsius, i.e. about 43 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Franciscaner Hefe Weisbeer Naturtryb has got a 5% ABV. 5%. How about the experience then? It's about seven degrees Celsius cold or cool, so it's pretty cool. 42 degrees Fahrenheit, is that so? Yeah, that could be uh, correct. Uh, Okay. It's got a a yeasty aroma. Definitely. It's got a two finger tall head, or more than two finger tall head. Two and a half fingers tall head. And the color is... uh, Yellowish and cloudy. I cannot see my fingers through the glass. Very cloudy, yellowish. It's got a banana taste. Banana. That's the first impression. It's probably the yeast. It is rich for a 5% ABV beer. I wouldn't say that it's bread-like, but yeasty, banana. Uh, taste on my palate. Uh, banana taste. It's, um... Is it sweet? Nah, it's not Not very much anyway. It's not very bitter. I have a white beer, so uh, that's not uh, that strange. Uh, it's not bitter, and then uh, I don't sense the hoppiness in it. Uh, there should be some hops in it but i don't really sense it it's uh, a little uh, malty perhaps yeah mm-hmm. it's not is it, it it's not candy like it's it's banana like So banana is the fruit in this one, I think they said on the bottle or on their website that it was uh, citrus uh, like lemon or orange peels, lemon peels, I don't know but I don't think so, more banana, much more banana in it. Very much banana. so it's fruity, and uh, but it's not candy-like. I don't sense, sense any spices in it, no herbs, and uh, that's uh, added ingredients uh, for a German Rennersgebott beer. So they should probably be in there, but. Uh, Hmm, the undertone is, it's a comfortable, uh, um, smooth beer. I don't think it's very carbonated, well carbonated, but uh, it's been standing in my cooler for a long time. At least half a year anyway. Oh excuse me, it's got some carbonation level. It's coming up now. So so it's a okay, uh, creamy. Is it creamy? The foam is very uh, appealing, like a, a dense foam, not very uh, fluffy. It's uh, <clears throat> is it creamy? Is it? Nah, let's not go nuts. Let's let's not call it creamy. And it is not acidic. Perhaps a little bit acidic. In the undertone. But there are. Uh, Not exactly any aberrations in it. Yeah, banana. That's what I come to think about when I think to drink this beer. Hmm. But there's probably no banana in it because that would be cheating, according to the Germans. The Germans. The silly Germans. Anyway, what about grading them? How many devils do I grade this beer? Well, um, the yeast in it is uh, the, uh, the I bet they have mixed with the yeast or they have some special yeast for this beer it's an everyday beer perfectly okay beer but not the best so I'll give this beer six tables out of 10 possible above average not my average but above average uh, it's a, it's like many german german uh, mundane beers is in the middle cl- cl- uh, uh, of the score or grade, grading. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to our next beer. Before we go on to review our second beer, I'd like to say that the aftertaste on this beer we I just tried is a little bit more, um, Acidic than I thought first than I first thought, so with that in mind, let's go on to our second beer. Our second contestant for today is the Swedish Elk Brew from the brewery Kopparbergs Bryggeri. Kopparbergs Bryggeri is one of the largest mainstream breweries in Sweden. I have very low expectations of this beer. Perfect, the gradients can only go up. The ingredients in the Swedish elk brew are water, malted barley, hops, and yeast, perhaps even syrup. But I can find no important information apart from the level ABV about this beer assortment on the brewery's website or on the bottle labels. This particular beer is good until August 2022, according to the best before date on the bottle. But I purchased this beer yesterday. Thanks to the high level ABV and the low price on this beer assortment, it is not likely that my particular beer bottle has been sitting on the shelf for a very long time. This very common beer assortment was strategically placed closest to the cash registers, bought the beers in my sustainable liquor store. Probably not because they want to sell more beers, but because they don't need an unnecessary traffic jam with customer cards. Remember, this is a people health-related alcohol selling store chain. It may be the most un-American thing ever, and thus It'll sound odd in American ears. Why the hell would would they want to have a liquor store if they aim for bankruptcy? Or something like that. Well, they have it in Utah. The Swedish Elk Brew assortment comes in a slender green nowadays pretty standard bottle. The bottle is size 33 centiliters, or about 11 liquid ounces. The bottle labels is two-folded with an elk in a traffic warning sign on both the front and the back label of the bottle. The Swedish elk brew assortment costs about 13 Swedish kronor, i.e. 1 US dollar and 40 cents. That is 50 cents per four ounces of 7.5% ABV beer. That is cheap. But you know the old tale. You get what you pay for. I am not even going to bother to inform the brewery that I'm doing a review on their beer assortment Swedish Elk Brew. I don't need the oncoming aggravation when the offended brewery angrily protest the review. But if I am wrong about this beer assortment I will inform them post the review. The preferred serving temperature is, according to sustainable, log 8 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 degrees Fahrenheit. The lager beer assortment Swedish Elk Brew has got a 7.5 percent ABV. I said that, but OK, how about the experience then? Pilsner-like aroma in the bottle this this does not Smell good. It's, it's not even got a one finger tall head. Well, perhaps one finger tall. Pissed like aroma. And the color is uh, very clear yellow. First impression. Well, the first thing I thought of when I took a sip of on this of this beer, was the Danish beer Elefantöl. That we used to drink in the 80s, we Swedes, when we went to Denmark, it was a strong beer, like this one, but even stronger maybe. Well, as I said, the the can only go up. It doesn't take. Uh, it doesn't taste uh, like uh, liquor, uh, even though it's strong, but it tastes like strong beer not very good but not that useless it's uh, pretty rich at the, at the same time as it is it, it that it, as it is not rich but anyway is it bread like I wouldn't say that it's bread-like. It's not yeasty either. It's malty. The taste on my palate is... Eh. Alcohol. I taste alcohol and that's it. I think it's pretty sweet, or am I wrong? No, I think it's sweet. It's not very bitter at all. I'm not very happy. It's almost candy-like in some sense. Nah. No, let's not go nuts. Syrup. Yeah, it's syrup in it. I think so. It's uh, not fruity. No spices, no herbs. the undertone? Well, alcohol, again. The carbonation level seems to be small, or low, and it's not creamy. It's not acidic. Are there any aberrations in it? Well, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Let's not let's not uh, be too uh, too criti- cr- critical here. It's uh, got uh, a syrup aftertaste. It's definitely syrup in it. One moment. Excuse me. Well, it's at least it doesn't taste like pine needle. Maybe there are hints of apricot taste in it. You can you can uh, equal uh, well. Let's not go nuts as I said. Uh, there's not much more to tell about this beer, so uh, there are no special or interesting flavors in it. Better than I thought it would be, but not good, not very good. So what about grading then? Well, it's a boring beer, if I, if I may say so. Boring. I'd grade this beer... Five devils out of five possible. I think it could be worth that. So not very bad beer, not not a very bad beer, but... Not the best either. Five devils out of ten possible. I think it's it's amazing it could even reach a five. Okay. Absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines. Military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant. this week's lesson is a strategic lesson it's called project2049.net i wonder why project 2049 institute has an odd year like 2049 in the name you could probably figure out why they have this year in their organization's name energy oil maritime trade technology the navy future wars cobalt nickel and other rare earth minerals used for batteries military armament international politics and alliances certainly play a role there I believe that the US withdrawal of their support for the Israeli underwater gas pipeline to Cyprus, Greece and Europe was a trade-off to Russia. One clue is Turkey's sudden benign approach to Armenia lately. Russia certainly has something to do with it. Biden's administration's statement that minor intrusions by Russia into Ukraine is not really a casus belly for a U.S. intervention gives us a clue that the United States wants a war against Iran as soon as possible, preferably involving a U.N. intervention, and they are really not interested in fighting two or more different adversaries. Adversaries, I'm thinking of Iran, Russia and China. A various Radio article reads, quote, quote, top u.s diplomat says no plans on american soldiers in ukraine but at present there are no plans to send u.s ground troops to defend ukraine we want ukraine to be able to defend itself not to go to war with russia the deputy u.s ambassador to sweden told studiette end quote first It is hardly Ukraine that is waging war against Russia. Ukraine is defending itself against the belligerent Russia. Does Biden's administration want Ukraine not to defend itself, if only Russia would limit its military influence to Eastern Ukraine? But we do know it is playbook, as Blinken said in late 2021. There was an article in World Israel News on January 20, 2022, that I'm going to read here in its full length. It suggests that the Israelis are not fully aware of what is happening between Biden and the US, Putin and Russia, and Northern Europe involving regional or local war. Quote, quote, East Med pipeline pipeline, said to be politically destabilizing within quotation marks as well as economically and environmentally unviable by David Hellerman, World Israel News. US officials have notified Israel, Greece and Cyprus that Washington no longer supports a joint gas pipeline intended to supply Europe with natural gas. Greek media reports which broke the story, cited a U.S. non-document within quotation marks or unofficial position paper, which characterized the East Med pipeline as a primary source of tension within quotation marks and something destabilizing within quotation marks, the region because of Turkish opposition. The joint pipeline a 6.8 billion initiative was expected to to provide Europe with 10% of its energy needs, reducing the continent's dependence on Russian natural gas. A widely cited Reuters report quoted a source who said, the American side expressed to the Greek side reservations as to the rationale of the EastMed pipeline and raised issues of its economic viability and, and environmental issues. In 2018, Israel signed an agreement with Italy, Greece and Cyprus to lay the mostly underwater gas pipeline. Running from the Israel's Leviathan gas field to Italy via a Cypriot gas field, Crete and the Greek mainland. the East Med pipeline planned to traverse 1,900 kilometers or 1,242 miles, U.S. miles. The project, won, the project won U.S. support in 2019. Interesting. The pipeline was supposed to be operational in 2025 and eventually carried 10 billion cubic meters of gas to Euro- Europe annually. Media reports say the initiative has not secured funding None of the East-MED partner countries have publicly commented on what Washington's position means for the pipeline's future. Turkey, which doesn't recognize Cyprus as a nation, claims the island and its offshore resources for itself, and opposed the endeavour. On numerous occasions, the Turkish Navy harassed Israeli and Cypriot vessels doing exploratory work. The EastMed project was also competing with a Russian-Turkish pipeline, the TurkStream, which began delivering gas to Europe in 2020. On Tuesday, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan told reporters, if Israeli gas would be brought to Europe, it could only be done through Turkey, according to a transcript released by Erdogan's office. Is there any hope for now? We can sit and talk about the conditions, Erdogan said. The pipeline also faced the formidable geophysical challenges of passing through very deep water, sometimes at depths depths of three kilometers, 1.8 miles, in an area known for seismic activity. End quote. I had to include the whole win article from January 20, because it looks like the Biden administration has struck a deal with Russia. We do this for you if you restrain Turkey in the coming US war, Putin. Biden is raking the manege for the coming war. It doesn't look like the Israelis are aware of Biden's plans in the north involving Russia and war. It is in the interest of the United States that Turkey be kept in check during an American war in Syria against Iran, and Russia's goodwill is absolutely necessary for that to happen. That is why the course of events between Russia, Turkey and Armenia is so benign in January of 2022. There you see, if you just want it hard enough, you can very quickly create peace and harmony in the world. If you can trust World Israel News' win from January 19, 2022, Israel wants it bad enough, temporarily. Quote, quote, diplomatic talks are ongoing with Israel. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan said in a press conference late Tuesday, underlining that his Israeli counterpart Isaac Herzog may visit Turkey soon. End quote win. However, not to mention something important, Biden warned Russia about Russia invading Ukraine, according to Sveriges Radio, the 20th of January 2022. A quote from Joe Biden. Do I think he'll test the West? Yes, I think he will. But I think he will pay a serious and dear price for it, quote Joe Biden. Biden is trying hard to spare Ukraine from a war. And the sources for this one were sverisradio.se, World Israel, Israel News. Thank you, and see you later, alligator, at a wild crocodile. Oh, thank you.